0: Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health Podcast. Uh, Every so often, I do a podcast with myself as the guest. Uh, It's just my mental ruminations and thoughts in my head that I think may be of interest to listeners like you. So what I wanted to talk about today, uh, and this won't be long, it'll be pretty short, probably 15 minutes or less, but I wanted to talk about uh, the 80-20 principle. I know that many people have talked about this to death um but i found it to be a super useful principle in my life and i've come up with some new stuff i think that uh, you'll find very useful so the 8020 principle uh means that everything in life is lopsided or skewed and this is my interpretation so out of all the friends you have in your life there's a few that you talk to far more often than all the others so they're the the 8020 of your friends you know there's a there's a huge skew in How you interact with them. Um, As a friend of mine, Perry Marshall, an author of uh, 8020 Sales and Marketing and various other books, wrote, he said, for instance, in the city you live in, you know, 20% of the roads are driven on by 80% of the traffic, which is true. There's many roads in your city or town, and a few of them are driven on like crazy. And a lot of the roads are actually driven on pretty infrequently. I'm not just talking about country roads, but, but side roads, if you look at the patterns. So there's another skew for you. So, why is this useful? Um, why I found it useful is that in business and in life, I know that everything is going to be skewed. So, I look for it. I look for that skew in whatever I'm doing. So, let's say I'm, I'm looking at uh, my customers for my business. Uh, we did a report and we looked at, all right, who out of our customers uh, complains the most and who is the time vampire, who's sucking away our, our customer service people's uh, time and energy. And we found, huh, Out of the several hundred customers we have, there's a couple that really were like bloodsuckers in terms of time and energy and all that. And I made the decision to actually uh, get rid of them as clients because they weren't worth it. When I looked at the math, they were actually costing me money instead of making money. And I wouldn't have even thought to see that or do that analysis unless I knew about the 8020. And that's why stuff like that is so critical and it's so useful. Uh, Another thing is I used 8020 to improve my product offering. So besides the podcast, I have another business that I do. Uh, I won't go into the details of it, but I'll just tell you the methods. So we looked at the service we provide, and we ranked each element of the service. So let's say there's 10 elements of my service. So we ranked each element by, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how useful does the customer perceive that element is? You know, 10 being, like, super useful, 1 being I couldn't care less. And we ranked it. Then we took the same items, and we said, all right, how much work does it take to perform that service? One to ten, ten being the most. Uh, then how automatable or how much uh, automation is there in that service or how much has to be done by people and it's not repetitive and it's unique and it's, you know, it's difficult. Uh, then we ranked it by how much time does it take to provide each service. Then we ranked um, by how much we perceive the service to be useful. So we got all these rankings next to these 10 items in the service. Now we sort it. We sort it by column one, then column two, then column three, et cetera. And what jumped out at us, not surprisingly, was that, well, out of all the stuff we provide, the 10 items, there's like two or three that truly are useful for the client. And luckily, um, some of them overlap with what the client thinks is most important to them. So we rejiggered our offer. We We cut out a few things that kind of fell to the bottom that weren't really useful or that took up a lot of time or weren't, weren't uh, very interesting in the eyes of our customers. And we refocused the offer. And what happened is we saved a lot of time in providing the service to our clients. The clients are happier because they're getting what they perceive to be as something more useful. Um, we also re-ranked it and looked at what is the most automatable stuff. So we created systems and procedures to automate and make faster and simpler the most automatable stuff. So just through this one analysis of uh, what's going on in my business, we were able to like really automate the heck out of everything and save a lot of time and money and energy and attract more clients. So that was like a super useful manifestation of the 80-20. And whatever you do in your life, whether you own a business or you work in a business or, uh, I don't know, your, your daily tasks or whatever they may be, look at them with the eye towards where is the skew and how can I capitalize on it or how can I use it to improve myself? Again, spend less time on something or focus only on the happiest parts of something. So there's a lot of things you could do with this principle and that's why I wanted to bring it up. Well, here's another aspect of it that I think will be pretty new to people. So um, what I've seen in interviewing over 1,500 people And in just being a regular person, you know, going to the doctor, the dentist, the chiropractor, uh, getting my taxes done, etc. In any profession, and here's the skew, about 95% of the people in a given profession have done just enough to become licensed or compliant with the profession. They don't learn anymore. They just sit there and they don't really work on improving themselves. And then about 4.5%, they go further. They'll take extra classes. They'll read. They'll study they want to improve themselves, they want to get good, and they do get pretty good at what they do. They're, they're very good. And then about a half a percent, one half of one percent, these people are the true masters. They never stop reading, studying, learning, getting better and better and better, and they become like the true experts in whatever they do. And I found these people. I call them superhumans. Uh, there was a series based on superhumans years ago with Stan Lee, actually. But I, fa- I found a lot of these people. I found them in chiropractic. I found them in Dentistry, I found them in uh, tax preparation, etc. They're rare. They're usually not good at marketing. Um, They're very eccentric, typically, you know, half crazy. They may be difficult to deal with, but they are the best at what they do, and they're amazing. I'll give you an example. So I I went to a massage therapist, a guy's name is Mike, and he was only like probably, I don't know, 23, 24 at the time. And I was talking to him about uh, continuing education credits for massage therapists, and I know the requirement to get, is to get like 12 a year. And he was talking to me about it while we are in the session. And, and he was like, you know, I feel, I feel bad. I feel like a loser, you know, because I, I haven't been doing well with my continu- continuing education credits. I said, oh, well, how many are you up to? He's like 250. And I laughed. I said, 250? That's probably more than most massage therapists in their entire life get. He goes, yeah, but I, I want to get up to like, you know, 500 and then 1,000. He goes, I really want to get good at this stuff. I said, hey, man, I don't think you're going to have a problem with that. How old are you? And he was like, again, like 23, 24. I said, you've already gone so far beyond most people. You keep it up. You're going to be like one of the world's experts on this stuff in short order. And I've kept up with Mike, and he's gotten to 1,000, 2,000 hours, and he's still going. He's still learning. And I, I recently met up with him and got a session from him, and he's, like, amazing. Like, he's not better than any massage person I've ever had. He's probably, like, Five to seven times better now. That's how good he is. Well, there are these people in every profession, and here comes the skew. They're there. So if you know they're there, you can look for them. And that's a very empowering feeling to know that they're there and you can find them. Because guess what? Here's the other side of this 95, four and a half, half uh, analogy I've come up with. When you have a problem, when you have a tax problem, um, an education problem, a medical problem, uh, whatever it is, do you have a 95% problem? Do you have a 4.5% problem? Or do you have a half a percent problem? Depending on the level of severity of your problem, that's who you need to find in your marketplace in order to help you. So if you've got, you know, God forbid, a really unusual, tough, or a terminal medical diagnosis, for instance, again, God forbid, I, I don't wish this on anybody. Um, A 95 percenter is probably not going to be able to help you. A four and a half percenter, yeah, but the half a percent person is who you really need to find. And unfortunately, that's not a tough, that's not an easy thing to do, but that's what you need. If you've got a really intricate tax problem, same deal. You don't want the 95 percent person. And chances are, at first blush, who are you going to find? You're going to find that 95 percenter. Uh, That's just, you know, it takes work and digging to find these people, these superhumans. So that's my insight for today for you. I hope this helps you uh, in your life. Any questions, uh, You know, we welcome feedback. I I get some of it sometimes and not some other times, but uh, any feedback you have on this podcast or other ones, uh, please send us an email to support at futuretechpodcast.com. I always ask people to like and subscribe and listen in, and we're going to keep going. My personal goal, just so you know, is I've done about 1,500 podcasts. I want to see if in the next seven or eight years, if I can get up to 10,000, that's my goal. So we'll see if we get there. Thanks for listening in. You're listening to the future tech health podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials, or even starting to appear on shelves, or by prescription, or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem.